everybody. Welcome to episode 99 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett here with Jimmy Duresta. Hey, how are you guys? Pretty good. And David Picciuto. Hey, what's going on? Not much. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. I'm getting ready for Friday. I know. It's crazy. Well, it's like the day that this comes out, we will all be going to Boston. <gasps> That's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, last week, I guess, was Thanksgiving. How was Thanksgiving for you guys? I had a great time. I, I took basically like five or six days up at the house, and we had a great time. Mostly. Did you really? <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> my brother came and my, my uh, couple of friends, you know, you know, we have orphan friends. I have some orphan friends that came, and we, we, we had a really nice, chill time until. Awesome. Looks like you learned some plumbing <laughs> while up there, too. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i certainly did <laughs> that was great I, I actually learned quite a bit yeah we had um you know a bunch of different families to go to but it's all up here in northwest ohio so everything is within an hour so it was fun um hanging out with family and of course eating way too much like everybody does but um my the, my entire family cooks way better than I do, and so it's always mm. it's always just so good for me. But yeah, how about you, Bob? Awesome. Uh, we went to Kentucky, and we haven't been like to Kentucky uh, for a holiday in a long time. We kind of go there in the summer these days, so it was really nice to be up there in the fall and you know see the have some cooler weather, see the color changing of the leaves and all that stuff, and then just it was a good relaxing time with the family. So. Definitely a beautiful Good area stuff. in the fall. Yeah, yeah it's pretty up sure. there. It was kind of a quick trip, uh, which is, you know, that's tiring with like four kids in the car. And, you know, we like stayed in Atlanta overnight on the way up and on the way back. So it was. How many hours is a, is a straight on. drive? A straight drive would be about 10. And then with kids, it's about <laughs> 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it was a good trip. Yeah. It's just, it's just work that you have to put in to get there. But. So because of that, I being gone like almost a week, I really haven't done anything. In fact, I'm not sure that I'm going to have a video out this week. And if I do, it's a miracle because like, you know, tomorrow I'll slap something together, start to finish. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I've kind of been, I've got some big projects that are in the works that'll come out over the next few weeks. But, you know, I'm, I have this week where I just wasn't able to get anything done. So Mm. what about you, David? So I got, I, I think I'm putting out two videos. I just finished editing the first one, which is 13 Christmas projects for woodworkers. Wow. Um, it is all, it's a, it's a, it's like a greatest hits of past <clears throat> projects all in one video. I don't have a lot of time this week with everything that's going on. So sorry if you think I'm cheating, but I think it's a good video. I think, <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the new subscribers don't know about these old videos. So I'm bringing them out and they're great little Christmas projects you can make for the family or holiday projects if you want to be politically correct. And then the other video, ugh, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago where I started making the entryway table. And it has a live edge slab, walnut slab for the top, and then I turn legs. And then I got these, they're about 12, 13 inch long feet from the antique store. They're these old brass feet. And I thought, these look cool. I just don't like the brass color. So I sanded them and painted them. And then I fit them on there and I hate it. 
I really, really, really dislike it. And I thought, do I finish this just to finish the video? And then I was like, no, I'm not going to build something I don't like. And so I just stepped away from it for a couple of days. And so that's why it didn't come out last week. And I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to chop the legs a little bit shorter and it's going to turn into a bench. So uh, it was supposed to be a hall table and now it's going to be a bench. It's a pretty little bench and I think I'm going to be happier with it. So, yeah, it's hmm. I've never got that far into a project and then thought, I really, really hate this and I don't want to finish it. And I actually haven't touched it since then. And I, I don't know. I, I feel kind of detached from the project now. I'm like, I'm just ready to move on to the next thing. But it's going to be a cool little bench, and then I'll move on to the next thing. So, Jimmy, what are you up to? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I went upstate. We had a pretty good week. I'm trying to learn the Tormac, and it's obviously extremely frustrating, which will kind of lead into the topic we're going to talk about today. But I also <clears throat> had to deal with my plumbing issues, which I talked about on on my podcast or on my, my, my own personal uh uh, vlog, my video blog, and uh, it was funny because that was the moment in time where I like I had to tie my my vlog together, which was basically Thanksgiving night. I was gonna when everybody went to sleep, I was gonna sit down and tie my vlog together in the kitchen, and then just be done with it. And I went out to the back step. We had a little bit of water leaking into the yard, and I kind of took an extra look at it because now we had a lot of people in the house. I'm like, it can only be from the sewage. It's the only reason it would be there. And so I went and I looked, and and it had expanded there was a big puddle in my backyard and right there at about midnight i started scraping at it with a shovel and a broom and, and the mud just kept growing and then i i i, I kind of loosened a piece of stone and then water just started gushing out from between these two clay pipes that were connected i said oh man this isn't going to be good and uh i texted my brother who went up to sleep i said tell you and your family no showers no no toilets in the morning and uh he was sleeping at that point. So in the morning, he texted me at 7 in the morning. He said, got it. So everybody go to the gas station across the street. And and in the morning, Willie had seen what was going on. Willie already started digging into it. And I just had a, I had a major backup. And I didn't know if I had to clean out the hole, which basically from the house to the, pump, to, the, to the sump was about 150 feet. And I just imagined having to dig it open. After all was said and done, I was able to run a garden hose down there and flush it out. And I had access because of this old drain pipe that came off of a off of a rain gutter. So there was a hole in the pipe, which is what you see on Instagram, and which shouldn't be there. I mean, you know, on any logical, it wouldn't be there. So now I use that to, to make a clean out area. So that's going to be buried inside the step. So I had that to deal with, and then I did that all day uh, Friday, and then I got a phone call from my landlord who said that my my sink in the city was overflowing because the sewage in the building blocked and it wasn't coming out anywhere. Well, he just said there's water coming out of your apartment. He didn't know if my, my tub was broken or if a faucet was on. I knew personally that it comes out of the sink because it happens every once a year. I've been here for nine years. It happens at least once a year. And it was happening when I was upstate. He's like, we're going to break your door down. So I hopped in my car and I drove down to the city because I didn't want to have to replace. I have 20 keys out on the street with friends and family. So I didn't want to have to replace all those keys, so I came to the city so they could open my door. When I opened my apartment, water was just gushing out of the sink. Sewage water. It had mm. been coming out for probably the entire evening. Up until then, now it was like 11 Fuckers. o'clock. And it just, it goes up. Like if anybody in the building took a shower, the water would just gush over the sink. Once they stopped taking a shower, the water would slowly go down. And then somebody else in, the, in my line, you know, my E apartment. And yeah, so it was... Um, 
that that was basically what I was dealing with. And, I, and then on top of that, I had some issues with YouTube, which are, seem to be sorted out right now. And I just had this whole helpless, like complete, well, like Sunday was yesterday. And I just like Taylor kept hugging me. And she's like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Because all day long, hmm. I was just like glum and slum. The plumbing things work themselves out. My apartment smells like sewage water right now, but I think that'll fade in time. Can you guys smell it? <laughs> the new Skype plugin for smelling other people. The good thing is I have a new project because you know I'm going to be doing some Rockwell videos. I got a new project right behind me. The bottom cabinets are all swollen like sponges, so I'm going to make new doors and shelves mm-hmm. for my cabinets down there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but no, I just had this, uh, and then working with the Tormac, there was a glitch between Mac software and you know Mac using Fusion on the Mac and outputting G code and. Like every turn, I was just banging my head against the wall. And like Taylor even said, she's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "You're gonna get a break. Hopefully, you get a break soon." Like, and I just, I, I almost cried to her last night. I said, "How? Like, how many kick kicks in the uh, walnuts can somebody take? You know, in a row, <laughs> and not not go yeah. berserk? You know, you wonder why some people like crack and you know either end up homeless or hurt other people. And um, so I was really put to the test this week. And, I'm not a very spiritual person, I just, but I just do know that I just need to just kind of keep my, my nose to the grindstone and just keep taking care of. Months ago, we talked about this, how when you're just bombarded with things to do, you just have to take care of the very next thing you can handle. And then after that's done, you go to the next thing and so on and so on. And so my theory is I just have a, a list in front of me and I just keep scratching things off that list that I have to take care of. Emergencies or otherwise, I'm showing you guys my, my cross-off list. And uh, I have a sense of security. I'm dragging this notebook around me like it's a security blanket. And like if I could put a line through something, I have like a little bit, like I feel like a little bit more light is coming through that crack at the end. So yeah, it's just been a tough few days. And uh, so we've talked about the subject of just like feeling out of control, which is how I felt. So Yeah. I mean, having a list like that in, in times like that is really good because it gives you something visual that you can reference to see like, you know, I am making progress, no matter yeah. how many of the things are falling down around me. Like, I checked off yeah. those things. Or, you know, or if nothing else helps you prioritize, you know, what has to be done, what doesn't. Yeah. You know, what would be nice and what's really important. That's, that's, uh, sounds like a tough, tough time. Sorry I had to go through all that at the same time. I think there's like, um... You know, there's a lot of stuff around, like, within our jobs and within the world and within our families and all those things that we just don't have control over. And I guess, I mean, it's easy to say, you know, it's how you react to it. But I really think that's the truth, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I think we're going to kind of touch on some of this stuff next, uh, next week in Boston. But I think the way that you react to things, uh, says a lot about like not necessarily that that's going to change the outcome of a situation like if you were happy even though you were out in your yard digging up nasty swamp water at you know two o'clock in the morning if you were happy then that wouldn't have changed the fact that you still had to do that work and that you still had to fix those problems and that you would have still had to come back um you know to deal with stuff in the city but being you know trying your best to be like optimistic in that moment uh, probably said a lot about how the next day went. Yeah, no, it's you know? funny. My brother was there. My brother was. My brother's very funny. You know, and any. It's almost. A, it's almost to the point where, like, you know, we we've always get knocked down in my life. You know, there's so many chances with the, you know, whatever. Like, for instance, TV opportunities that never went anywhere, and so we have a we maintain a sense of humor through it all. 
And uh, so the day we were fixing the plumbing, I kind of, I liked the idea of the MacGyver challenge. So trying to figure out, okay, what exactly is wrong? Is there a crushed pipe? We figure it out. I talked to my plumber. He gave me some advice. He said, go check the other end, make sure that you should be able to see stuff. And then when I was able to like unclog it with the thing, I was like, okay, now, now it's, it's, the problem's basically averted. We just got to figure out how to like manage the cosmetics of what's going on here. And so it became like a little bit of a, like I said, a MacGyver challenge. And then I got the phone call that my sink in the city was, and then my landlord was kind of yelling at me. He's like, why didn't you report the issue? I said, I've reported it nine other times and somebody came and fixed it. He goes, why didn't you report it this time? I said, because I'm not there. He's like, well, you should have known. How come it's not fixed forever? I said, that's not my problem. I said, every time I call. Why, why aren't you psychic, Jimmy? Why aren't you I said, psychic? I said, I go, do you want me to put a surveillance camera on my sink? I said, I'm not there. I, he was, I said, if you're looking for somebody to blame, blame the sewer system because that's the only thing you can blame. You can't blame. Right away, the, the, the system, they want to find who's at fault, you know, so that somebody can get a demerit mm-hmm. on their job application or their job report. <laughs> and I, I said, think it's important. Oh, nobody to blame. No, no, I was just going to say there's nobody to blame in circumstance like that. It's just, you know, maybe somebody yeah. stuffed a, uh, a wet wipe down the toilet. But, you know, yeah. who knows? You're never going to figure that out. You just got to ask everyone not to do that again. What were you going to say, Dave? I, I was just going to say, I think it's important, like, when these unexpected things come up that are out of your control is to, to find the good thing in that that you can use to get yourself out of that situation next time or mm-hmm. to help somebody else. You know, if you find that, that, that goal, that little nugget of, of goodness, it's, you're just going to have a better reaction to the whole situation. I think back a lot of times when I was building websites and, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not what I wasn't doing was technically programming, but there would be a lot of times where something wasn't working. And it's usually like, there's a bit of code that is just off and it's so frustrating. You're like, this is holding up the whole process. But then when you figure it out, it's like, yeah, you, you, you'll never excited. forget you're, that. <laughs> you'll never forget it. And then yeah. the next, you have that in your little library of, of knowledge nuggets to next time this comes up, it's an easy, quick fix. Or somebody yeah. else uh, up here has the same problem. You're just like, Hey, go, uh, go put that closing tag on the thing and, and you're good to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, the, the good thing, the one thing about me, the one, the one good side about, having to dig up my plumbing in my backyard was like, oh, look at the way they did this a hundred years ago. Oh, where did this go? What is this for? Oh, wow. I see what they did there. So like uh, basically reverse engineering the way the plumbers did it whenever they did it in 1920 or whenever this was redone. Um, so that was kind of fun from a historical point of view. I figured out there was a rain drain that fed a cistern. There's a little trap door in my kitchen. And when you lift it up, there's a big vault underneath it, a big so- cylindrical vault that holds water. And I realized the, the, the drain pipe that came from the backyard was feeding that to feed rainwater hmm. into the cistern that was then sucked out and used for house water at the turn of the century. So this is a discovery that I never realized until Thanksgiving night when I like ripped open that hatch in the floor, which I haven't looked at since I got the house, went down inside that like literally from my waist to my head was in the hole down. So I said, get rid of all the dogs so nobody falls in this hole. And I was hanging out down there with a big flashlight in the mirror trying to figure out what was going on under the house. And, and I uncovered just some, you know, some stuff that's always been there, but I never paid attention to it. So in that way, I feel like I want a little mm. bit more knowledge about the house itself. So it wasn't all bad. And then when I came to the city, um, you know, ultimately we figured this out. And now, like I said, I might have a new project because I'll be doing some stuff for Rockless. So uh, I have a video project now behind me. It's going to rebuild all my cabinets in my kitchen. So... And, I have uh, learned yeah. that on th- on Thanksgiving night, if something bad goes to happen, 
and you need to preserve your your bird, just coat it in, uh, just put it in a silicon mold. Have you guys seen the King of Random video? <laughs> no, what do you mean? The bird, the, the actual turkey bird? I, I saw it, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> you just go look up uh, the, the King of Random. He put a whole chicken in the the silicon mold, uh, let it dry, pulled the chicken out two days later, and ate the chicken. Oh, was, nothing happened. Yeah. No, it was completely sealed and hermetically sealed. Yeah, yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, um, it was real disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> and then when you eat that rubber, you don't even know that it's not food. It just goes right down. Yeah, yeah. All good. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but the, I don't uh, want to know. So anyway, so Friday night, it was like 3 in the morning, and, and I and Taylor's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I guess I should just, I can't do anything, so the way to get my energy out is to do my vlog. So I did my vlog, and I discussed it. I said, hey, now it's 2 in the morning, and tomorrow i got to deal with this muddy mess in the backyard. And so that'll be in the beginning of the next vlog. After all was said and done, I'm that much smarter. And it just got clogged. Thankfully, there's a bunch of clay pipes which make up my 100-foot run. Nothing crushed. That was my immediate fear, was that something crushed and that the only way to fix it would be to just look for it archaeologically and just start digging down the line until I found the crack. And uh, But thankfully, right now, that's not the case. Um, it just got clogged because there's a bend right where the, the bend was. I could feel it with the hose. It was about 15 feet away. There's a bend in the ground. And right where the bend was was where the clog was. And could have been just too much uh, paper towel or whatever. Who knows? But now it's it's all sorted out, thankfully. And like I said, I'm that much smarter. Mm. But now i got to figure out the Tormac, which is another frustrating thing. This G-Code-y thing I'm trying to figure out. Apparently Mac and Fusion don't work well together when you're trying to export G-Code. So by the time this comes live, I'm sure there'll be some answers from friends and fans. But uh, they're working on it for me over at Fusion, so I'll get an answer, hopefully today. Well, that's an interesting point right there, too, is that... You know, when things come up that are out of your control um, and maybe you're not necessarily personally equipped to deal with them or to fix them or whatever, that's actually a pretty good time to reach out to the people around you, you know, which is going to strengthen your community and strengthen the relationships you have. Like in that case, you're stuck on Fusion or some combination of Fusion, Mac, Tormac, whatever the thing is, right? And there's only so far you can go by yourself with fi- with figuring that out. And then you have to reach out to people that know more about those things than you do. And that's pretty cool. And I see like I see on Facebook a lot of um, a lot of people do that, which I think is really cool in the kind of maker community where people I saw the other day somebody brought home a log of like a an oak log or something. And they went to start making a project with it and realized that it was, like, full of ants. And so they killed all the ants. This might have been Scott Hahn. I don't remember exactly. But uh, killed all the ants, and then they were like, I don't know what to do. Like, that ruined my project. So do I throw the wood away because I don't know what else is in it? Or do I whatever? And they reached out to the community and asked questions. And that's, I think, a really cool thing to do, you know, when you're stuck. Reach out, get some help, get some other insight, uh, because that'll probably end up giving you a better path to go on than just like stewing in your own frustration and, and lack of knowledge and just being like, all right, well, I got to muscle through this, you know? Cause like in the case of your Tormac thing, if you didn't reach out to those people, you would just continue to get more and more frustrated. And then eventually you'd be like, Mah, well, you know what the, the problem was? And you just like throw it away. You <laughs> Picture know? this. So I'm at my kitchen table, which is about 200 feet away from the Tormac. So I'm at my kitchen table and I'm like, okay, this is, I do this according to this, this, I do that. And I hit the G12 code and it goes out. And there's my file. I put it on a thumb drive. And then I walk through the mud of the accidental drain back up, <laughs> off my back step. 
threw all the chickens all the way. Now it's like freezing out. I walk all the way to the garage. My machine is like, I don't even think the computer works because it's so cold. And so I plug it in and I'm not able to copy over the G code. I'm able to copy over Illustrator files onto the Pathpilot computer, which I can't understand, but not a .tap file, which is supposed to be what the whole thing is designed for. I'm like, why can't I copy an Illustrator file, which has nothing to do with this world? The computer's like, oh, Illustrator? Okay, I'll take a piece of that. But it has nothing to do with it. It's like, it doesn't even know why it wants it. But the .tap <laughs> file, which is the whole reason that I made this file, it's like, nah, I, I, don't, I don't want that. And so then hmm. I like go back and I output it a different way. So that was about 10 tries, walking back and forth from the kitchen, because my computer is in the kitchen, to the backyard with the thumb drive. And... Anyway, and at the end of it, I just said, I said to tell, I said, okay, this is the last time I'm trying. If this doesn't work, I'm going to stop. And I did it and it didn't work. Mm. So I took a photograph of the screen. I sent it to some friends in the business and I got an email this morning that said, somebody at Fusion will get back to you. And mm. uh, yeah, so I just got to wait. I, I, the machine is there. I'm here. So I, I just said to my friends, I said, in the meantime, I'm just going to run simulations in Fusion, just getting my chops up. So I can't do anything anyway. So that's the other thing, too, is like yeah. when you get involved with this, you just really have to know when to just say, you know what? There's nothing I could do about this, you know? Mm. Just got to let it go. Yeah, I mean, if you continue to just bang your head against the wall on stuff like that, you'll end up not doing other things that you need to take That's care exactly of, right, because right, I was in the middle of trying this fusion thing. I was so frustrated. I said to tell, I said, you know what? Before the sun goes down, I'm going to fix this drain pipe put this T connection on us. I'm going to at least do that so that at the end of the day when nothing else gets done, I know that's done. And, <laughs> and that's what I did. And then I went back and tried a few more times. And anyway, I, never I mean, how it. many problems have we solved after giving up and like laying in bed, trying to go to sleep and then all of a no. sudden the answer hits you. It's like when you step back away from yeah. the problem and you're in a better state of mind, that's when you're able to just magically come up with the solution. Oh, that happened to me last night, actually, at like 2 o'clock in the morning. So we were on the way back from Kentucky in the car, and I was telling Jenny, my wife, that, like, I don't have a project for this week. You know, I, I'm working on long-term stuff, and if I was going to do something for this week, it would have to be done on Monday, today, right now. And I would have to start it and finish it then. And we went back and forth with ideas for several hours and just couldn't come up with anything. And we kept coming back to make an advent calendar, which is a like a calendar leading up to Christmas. It's got 25 things on it and you get to like open a thing or turn on a thing or whatever every day. And it's a way for the kids to kind of measure up to Christmas. Right. And, um, so we kept thinking about that, but I couldn't think of anything interesting, a way to, a good way to do it that would stand out and not just be like simple. And, you know, I didn't want it to be like overly crafty and things like that. Anyway, so came home, unpacked, did all the stuff. I was just kind of resigned myself to like, no project this week. That's fine. No big deal. And then I'm laying in bed. I'm drifting off to sleep, like asleep. And then I woke up at like 1.15 and went, oh, wait, I have these LEDs that are softened. They're diffused. They would work perfectly in this box of walnut that this person randomly sent me in the mail the other day. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I can make a Christmas tree with LEDs and the kids can turn on a light every day. And, you know, I just like my head went like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then I'm like looking on the website, like how many LEDs were in that strip? Oh, there's 25 LEDs in that strip. Wow. That's perfect. Ah, you know, so it's just like, and then by then it's like, 2.30 in the morning, I'm wide awake, laying in bed, Excited. <laughs> going, I got I to gotta sleep so that I can make this thing tomorrow. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those where if I had just tried to stew on it more in the moment, it wouldn't have gotten anywhere. And I just had to, like, 
back off of it, just like you're saying. You know? So you want to hear something funny? I just got an email from my, my connection at Fusion, and he said, it might be a thumb drive. You might have a bum thumb drive, Hmm. which is something I never would have thought of. So anyway, when I get a chance That's to try it, I'm going to use it. He goes, try a different thumb drive and also try. He goes, because I, I emailed him the code that I was, he goes, I was able to open it up on my thing. So he goes, you should have been able to open it up on yours as well. Hmm. So hmm. there you go. It's so funny. The, the dumbest things. It's like when you, you, you're like all frustrated, your machine doesn't work and you turn around, you're like, oh, wait, it wasn't plugged in for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. We always <laughs> overlook the most simple things when yeah. we're in that, that, that panic state of mind. Yeah. Speaking of thumb drives, I have had that actually happen in the past where, and I can't remember the application, what I was doing with it, but the thumb drive I was using was like a 32 gigabyte thumb drive. And whatever this thing was that I was trying to copy something to didn't recognize drives over this over like eight gigs. Oh wow! And so I had to go to the store to buy like the smallest thumb drive I could find <laughs> just to copy this file over, you know. So it could be something like that, you know. You, you know, it's funny. This thumb drive also. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm holding the thumb drive to the camera because it's on my car keys. This thumb drive didn't work between my Mac and my Windows computer that runs my CNC machine. About uh, two weeks could be ago. the uh, how it was formatted. Could be a format. Yeah. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> but the Illustrator files copied off it, which I didn't need. Hmm. Which That's makes weird. me super frustrated. <clears throat> well, and it's also, you know, th- this entire topic is also about um, kind of deciding on the things that are actually really important and the things that we think are really important. Mm-hmm which are maybe different. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last week I was texting you guys and I said, I feel like there's a lot of stuff about Boston that we haven't done yet. And David was like, well, we're, as long as we're there and we get to record our show, that's really all that we're, you know, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like if we don't have enough snacks for everybody, it's not the end of the world. Right. We still get to record the show. We still get to hang out with people. Yep. By so, the way, there are going to be know, plenty even, of snacks for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. But yeah, I mean, it, at least for me, and not everybody's this way, but it can be easy to get caught up in like the stuff that I don't have control over just because I don't have control over it, regardless of how important that thing actually is, you know? Um, and I'm just like, man, I really wish I could make progress on that. Like I have, I have certain projects that are very long-term projects that are waiting and they're just waiting on time or they're waiting on a part that I can't figure out or I can't find. And I really wish I could do something about them. And it's frustrating that I can't move them ahead somehow. But it, I have projects that I can do today and tomorrow and next week that, you know, shouldn't have to wait because I'm frustrated about something that I have no control over, you know. Um, speaking of, I tried to order something on Amazon the other day. This is just random. Um, and it's it was a pair of shoes. And they were prime, which means I should get them in two days shipping, Right. They were cheap, and I'm like, great, I need new shoes. Go. They got my size. Awesome. And then I look down on the thing, and it says, should be available in one to two months. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fine print. Why is it on Amazon if they don't have it for two months? It's Amazon Slime. Not Amazon Prime. Yeah. So just another another thing this week about gaining control, and I felt really out of control about a topic that a lot of people have been emailing me about, and that is my content is going stray everywhere all over the internet. All day yesterday, everybody must have had nothing to do except sit at their computer and find stuff that isn't mine, that belongs to me, 
and send it to me. So I got, and this is, I'm not even exaggerating. I got 10 emails yesterday, maybe more of people saying, Hey, I, cause the algorithm starts spitting up Jimmy DeResta videos that I did not post that people have took from me and reposted on cinema online, make technology. These are all channels, the Jimmy DeResta channel. These are all three channels that are not mine that are just bootleg channels. And so the algorithm's spitting up these videos into everyone's feed, so they're getting them, and they go to the channel, and they send me the link, and I really appreciate that. So in the last few months, I've been really feeling out of control, so I contacted somebody at YouTube, and one thing led to another, and they gave me, they allowed me to, it takes a while, you have to go through a vetting process, to get content ID, which basically means now I could ID all my videos, it goes into the system, and anything there's a match, I could decide whether to monetize it or have it taken down by just a click of a button and then it comes down off of whoever's channel has it. And so I was really optimistic in the beginning of last week when this whole process started. And I was like, man, this is going to be great. Maybe I'll make a little bit of extra money, you know, because a couple of the videos out there have millions of hits and they're not even on my channel and they are monetized. And so I get an email after a million hurdles and things to fill out and contracts to sign. Okay, content ideas on your channel. I'm like, it's not on my channel. Oh, it's right there. It's not there. And this is dealing with people at YouTube, one email per day. And every time I get an email, it's from the same exact email address, and it's a different person saying, thank you for your help. You know, thank you. You know, Bill, thank you. Jocelyn, thank you. Eric, thank you. Jose. So every time I reply, I'm replying to just the company. And somebody reads everything and sends it back and says, oh, it's right here. I'm already in your thing. It says you have to. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know how to do this. So apparently they sent me an invitation email early last week. I never got it. So that was the biggest hurdle that I missed. I was supposed to click through this invitation. Anyway, the whole week I'm dealing with the plumbing. I'm trying to figure out how to get my content ID activated. Long, long story. I finally got it activated today. But through this whole thing, once they once they give you content ID, they basically give you like an, you're the administrator of your own channel and then you have to assign certain things. So in the middle of the week, my monetization turned off. That was because it was now assigned to the content ID firewally area, which I had to go in and turn on. And so plumbing, Tormac problems, and my monetization was turned off. I felt so hopeless. I was like, the only reason I posted this old Sawhorse video this week was because I had monetization turned on from a couple of weeks ago. So I wanted to see, it. I just got a notification for it, which reminded me. That was a test to like test the waters to see if monetization was turned off everywhere. In hmm. fact, it, it wasn't turned off. It just like got reset that I had to go turn it back on once I got into the administration area. The CMS, I don't know. There's so many things till now. I'm learning them. Hmm. But thankfully, I was able to get through all those hurdles. But And then, so anybody that sees any straight content out there that's my videos, I will be able to either turn off or monetize now with my new content ID. Yeah, if you don't know, if you don't have that system set up, you have to go and fill out a, a large Google Doc form on YouTube and then some computer or person, who knows, will then go and check. And it's it's the person that has of, a computer for a head. Yeah. And the form is kind of a pain to fill out. So it is when I see my videos I doesn't it doesn't happen a lot. Just once in a while I'll get one of my videos stolen. Somebody else send me an email, I'm like, Oh, is it worth my time to do this or not? I, I'll decide later. Well, what's happening with me is, well, lately, it, like these three channels popped up and they have 20, 30 of my videos on them. So it's the whole channel. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you see the comments. It's like, dude, it's so cool. I see you have another channel. I'm like, it's not me. So it's frustrating that. 
Um, yeah. You know, half the people know it's not me. The other half are just like, oh, cool. Nice video, bro. Yeah. They're not yeah. paying attention and I don't expect them to. It's just, so now, now I have control over that. It seems like I do. And we'll see. Even just when I sat down since we started talking, I got like 10 claims, which basically means the computer finds matches to my videos and say, what do you want to do with them? So hmm. and it's going to just keep coming in. I know it. Well, at least you have something in place that will help with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's good. And not that I really want to start talking about MCNs, but <clears throat> one of the few advantages of being on an MCN is that this system that Jimmy's talking about, they should, if they're a decent uh, MCN, should do this for you. That's right. They should be able to claim these and handle these for you. And, you know, depending on how your channel is or how big it is or how much stealing people do of your videos, that may be valuable. That may be valuable enough to be on the MCN. I don't know. But then another thing about MCNs, along with the monetization stuff, when you leave an MCN, your monetization gets turned off. I forgot that. On everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I have forgot it before. David's forgotten it before. And so basically when you're – the day that you're released from your MCN, you have to go back in and click that button on every one of your videos times. or you don't make any money. And I've had like – like the first time I left an MCN, it was like a week before I noticed it. And that's my income, right? That's like a week's <laughs> worth of steady income that just didn't happen. And that, that was frustrating. But So anyway, just a heads up for anybody that's going to do that in the future. You guys got any other thoughts on control? <sighs> I mean, ultimately, you know, <laughs> okay, sorry, I asked a question and then I'm going to answer it myself. Do, um, do so. Ultimately, we're not in control of very much. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody can kind of agree with that. Like, there's very little that we actually can control in our own lives, in the world around us. You know, as we've seen, like, this year, I think, at least in the U.S., has been a whole bunch of stuff that nobody has control over. A bunch of just situations that some people are happy with, some people aren't. But I think everybody in general is just dealing with a lot of stuff. And, you know, the majority of it, we don't have any control over. And I think it's, for the most part, how we react to it and how we decide to handle those things after the fact. Um, And I think part of, you know, realizing how little control you have actually gives you some control. (laughs) Realizing, you know, that you you cannot... um, cause everything to be the way that you want it to be gives you some perspective that you maybe didn't have before about how you react <clears> to stuff and how you, you know, decide to, to take things, you know, how you decide to, how much you decide to be affected by the stuff that happens around you, which I think says a lot for, you know, the one, the one, like how tomorrow is going to be. The one thing you do have control over is, is how you react to a situation. It's not something you can, it's not, and we're going to talk, I think we'll talk about this more next week for the live show, but uh, it's a learned thing. Like, you're just not going to change overnight. Like, okay, all of a sudden I'm going to be the super positive dude and I'm always going to have a great reaction no matter what happens. It's a, it's a learned thing, but you do have control over it and you can change and you, it's just, you'll feel like you have more control once you have a better attitude towards everything. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Anything else on this? So just so you guys know, while I'm talking to you, a new channel, which I never got any emails on or anything, it's called The Rest of Technology. They uploaded about 20 of my videos. I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't have any subscribers. All these videos oh. were uploaded two days ago. To an, so somebody completely made a whole new channel in my name. <laughs> and Wow. The videos all have like 20 views. So these are all going to churn up in my uh, 
you know, my content ID. The only reason I came to the channel is because one of them got picked up so far. Yep. Hmm. People, I, that's something good. I've not really had a lot of trouble with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stop being mean. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Crazy. Well, let's uh, let's move on. What are we What are we watching? Uh, I still haven't watched the thing you recommended last week, David. But I've heard good things from other people about my it. My goodness, as well. Yeah. So fan- I'm looking forward it, to it. It's fantastic. Uh, and my my wife Kelly, she's a little upset that I started watching it without her, but I'll watch it again. <laughs> uh, so my pick of the week is uh, from a user called the Third Pew. He did a guest vlog on the Vlog Brothers channel. If you're not following the Vlog hmm. Brothers, please do so. They're one of the OGs of YouTube. Um, but this guy uh, is r- right along the lines of what we've always been talking about, like positive p- attitude, um, just looking at things from a from a different viewpoint, but he does it in a really funny way. This dude's hilarious. I love his channel. I'm so glad I, I discovered it. And it's called The Third Pew. Hmm. Me, I don't... I don't um... I'm trying to go to my history right now, and now that I have this content management thing, it's complicated. But um, I would uh, I would pick the rest of technology. We're gonna have to turn off. Say, say it, guys. <laughs> rest of technology. That, is that your pick? That's my pick. Yeah, yeah. go to the rest of technology. <laughs> say next week we're gonna have to turn off Jimmy's ac- uh, access to his content ID, so he'll. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Be no, it's... for the show. <laughs> oh man, I'll go. While you're figuring Good, out, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm yeah. looking. So, I somebody sent an email. Uh, this actually is a kind of thing I want to say. Somebody sent us an email that was a little like nippy and was like, "Hey, why haven't you ever talked about this person before?" Okay, back off. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a lot of channels, right? There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of really awesome YouTube channels. Some of which we've seen, I've seen, some we haven't. Um, anyway, so that person also suggested this channel. And I've heard the name a million times. This guy comments on my videos, so I've seen the logo. I recognize the logo, but I just, I don't, I guess I didn't realize he had a channel. Anyway, Cactus Workshop. Oh, Have you guys ever seen Cactus yeah, Workshop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I watched the first one today after getting that email. Wow. Really, really awesome. Great stuff. Really good looking videos. Yep. So. Be sure to check out Cactus Workshop. He should definitely have more subscribers than he has. So, yeah, looks like some cool okay. stuff. It's like a lot of woodworking. Uh, there's some metalwork. There's he made a kind of a guitar out of a bandsaw <laughs> recently, <laughs> which was super cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was at Laura. Was that that was at yeah. Laura's place? Right? Mm, I don't know. If yeah, I think he did it with Laura or something. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, so my, my thing is, and it's the one thing I've watched the most of recently, even last week, I jokingly said to you guys behind the scenes, I'm not going to talk about this, but I will talk about it anyway. This guy, it's, he's a gun instructor. I'm not a crazy gun nut, and I'm not a crazy Second Amendment nut. I don't think anybody should have a gun. That being said, there's nothing we can do about it. I don't think, don't want to get into politics. But this guy, active, self, active self-protection. I think I sent you guys the video, not the channel, but active self-protection. This guy named John, who basically kind of Monday morning quarterbacks, little clips of videos of, you know, carjackings and stuff, you know, tragic situations caught on video. He basically says, you know, he gives you lessons about how to be out in the public. And, you know, unfortunately, we live in a society now where you got to 
be a little bit more cautious and a little bit more conscientious of what's around you. And he gives numerous examples of that. If you're a gun owner, he talks about gun safety and gun etiquette. And if you're just a bystander, he talks about that. And if you're a shop owner, he talks about that. So it's just about just being safe in the world. And he has videos that get submitted to him. And then he does a, a voiceover dialogue of what's going on and how things could have gone differently or how things went perfectly the way they should have. You know, in unfortunate circumstances. So I think it's good. I, I actually made Taylor watch it because she's always kind of daydreaming. So I was like, you should watch some of these just so you're a little bit more conscientious when you're pumping gas. You don't know who's paying attention to you or, you know, you just walk away from an ATM. You don't know who's paying attention to you. Hmm. This kind of stuff. So like, it doesn't have anything to do with building, but it kind of caught my eye. It came up in the uh, suggested videos and I just watched a hundred of them in the last two weeks. And the, the, the instructor, he's amazing. He really seems to really know his stuff. And he's not condescending and he's not obnoxious. Hmm. hmm. Cool. I, I like people that are not condescending. Man. That's. I mean, that's the <laughs> one thing that's... I mean, <laughs> These are my favorite kind of people. No, because, you know, I, I'm not going to talk bad about gun people, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of gun channels where, you know, it, you kind of have that, like, macho attitude. And it kind of... It's a yeah. bit of a turnoff to the average person because a lot of those people sort of run in the same circles. Every, like... Macho people all gravitate towards this. He's totally in that world, but he's not macho. He's basically just an instructor. And he's an instructor with a very keen sense of what what's important. That's it. I'll stop. Awesome. Well, that's cool. That's, that sounds useful. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. worthwhile. Plus the videos are cool. Cool. Um, yeah, you just you like watching that kind of video. <laughs> too. Um, so... I, it, it's probably too late if you're listening to this. It's probably too late for you to go to Boston. But I just want to throw out that over the last several days, a lot of people have, not a lot, there have been a handful of people who have canceled their tickets and they get picked up right away. Like as soon as they are free, somebody grabs them. And I would imagine that'll continue to happen. So if you're like in the area and you want to try to, to make it, just watch the website and, uh, you know, see if a ticket comes available and grab it. Come hang out with us. It's going to be awesome. I know we've said it before, and like I said, if you're not going by now, you're probably not going to go. But I'll say anyway, Making Geeks podcast is going to be there. The Dusty Life, Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern, Reclaimed Audio, Us, John Berard from MakerCast is going to be the MC. We're going to have giveaways from Matter Hackers, from Rockler, from... Microjig. Micro jig, the trunk of my car. Jonathan Katz Moses. Yeah, from uh, Jimmy Duresta's trunk. And, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be like a full day of you know doing live shows on a stage, hanging out in between, hanging out after. We're gonna have food. We're gonna have stuff for everybody to take home. It's gonna be great. Really excited about it. How is it so. that our, we are able to provide this event for free? And we have food and snacks and water and coffee. How is it, Bob? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> That's possible because of Patreon. Mm. Uh, yeah, the support from Patreon is literally, he's totally right. Um, it's helping us pay for, like, pizza for 250 people. Because that's a lot of pizza, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's helping us pay for all this stuff. And that's how we were able to do this and not charge people for tickets, right? And they're free tickets. And even though, I will have to say, some people gave us a donation when they got their tickets to help us cover the cost, which was super cool yeah. of people. Um, but yeah, so if you want to support the show, Patreon is the best way to do that. You know, we don't really do ads. 
on our podcast, so we kind of rely on the Patreon stuff. So go to patreon.com slash making it. You can help us out. And our top patrons over there are Make, Build, Modify and Luis Gonzalez. So big thanks to them and everybody else who helps us out. You guys got anything else this week? I'm good. This is our last two-digit podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> We're getting old. Three say, digits. Now I'm going to have to say I love you three times. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I guess that's it for... That's it. Sorry, I'm a little bit of a down, guys. We'll see you on 100. <laughs> You're not a downer. It's like real stuff, you know? It's, it's stuff that more people have to deal with than... You know, we would like to admit, I'm sure. So it's it's good stuff. Cool. We'll see you guys in Boston or after. Right on. Bye. One, four, three.